Blog Talk Radio. Summer before the real world started and the deal was we would get to go if we cleaned it up and got it run. That is old Winnebago and winging a prayer down a 65 by best friend on football ties. I can still see Billy smiling when we finally made it. The
biggest, baddest track in NASCAR couldn't get any better. We broke ground on transformation. The Talladega Super Speedway infield project to enhance the fan experience. Check it out in 2019 if you're big and bad enough. We're a tight-knit family, and it's time for a reunion. Talladega's turning 50, and it's bigger and badder than ever before. Terry with a beer helmet? <laughs> He'll be there. The Elliots? You know they're coming. How about you? It's springtime in Alabama, and that means the birds are chirping, the dogs are barking, and rubber is burning. Come celebrate 50 years of speed this April 26th through the 28th at Talladega Super Speedway. Good evening from Talladega, Alabama. I'm Tim Despain. Uh, Stephen uh, Wilson Speedway Digest has the evening off. The way the crow flies, I'm approximately eight miles south of this 2.66-mile monster we call Talladega Super Speedway, and it's finally race weekend here in Talladega. Number to call in is 215. 383-3681. Like I said, I'm Tim Despain. I uh, hope everyone had a uh, happy Easter and a happy Good Friday. And I've got my good friend, uh, hauler driver JD Motorsports. He's gonna he's gonna hop in here and fill in for Stephen Wilson all night. And Stephen, how you doing, brother? I mean Scott. Sorry. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much, brother. Getting here ready to. Uh, Chocolate Myers is going to join us about 20 after, and uh, I want to get his thoughts on this new 50-year, the 50th anniversary here at Tidal Super Speedway. And I know you and I text earlier, and you're uh, you're getting packed. You're gonna you're gonna head this you're gonna head this way later on this evening, correct? No, I'm ahead of tomorrow evening. Oh, okay. And y'all are y'all are hauling in uh, Friday morning. Or Thursday evening. Uh, we load, uh, Thursday morning, we load in at 9 o'clock, and we got tech from 12 to 5, 12 to 6, 5. Damn, poor brother. I, I can't wait for you to see this new oversized tunnel that uh, ISC and Grant Lynch and a bunch here has built. Uh, I got to drive out of it when they opened it up at a media deal a couple of weeks ago, and it is uh, it's super wide, Scott. Like I said, it's right beside right. Gate 9, where, where y'all always come in at. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you seen a picture. I think I posted a picture on Facebook. There was a dump truck coming in as I was leaving, going out from that media deal there. And when I got down in there, uh, Scott, you could probably put three wide in there. That's how wide this thing is. But they're wow. only going to do two wide. But, I mean, you know, that's just like how big a three wide, four wide, five wide, what have you there. But you're going you're gonna to love it, brother. It's going to be awesome. Well, save me a couple hours on my trip home. You got that right. And, Scott, I want to thank you for calling in and filling in for Stephen Wilson. Like I said, uh, I'm Timothy Spain. He's Scott Reeves from J.D. Motorsports. Coming up here at 20 after the hour, we've got from uh, Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90, and uh, one of the greatest names in motorsports, uh, Gas Can Man, just like you are, uh, Scott. Uh, Mr. Chocolate Myers is, is going to swing, swing by and, and join us. But, Scott, I've got some audio since, you know, we all had the weekend off. And I know you really enjoy that. What you do on your weekend? Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing. <laughs> I sat by <laughs> recliner and I did not move. But I'm I don't blame you, brother. My al- Richmond is destroyed by allergies, so I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the inhaler and albuterol and all kinds of drugs right now. That's probably what's wrong with Stephen. You, you and him didn't sneeze on each other, did you? No, dude, but I can tell you now, just looking from the infield of Richmond, 
of the trees that are back where our trucks were parked. The wind was blowing probably about 20, 30 miles an hour. You can just watch the sheets of pollen. It looked like it was just snow and pollen everywhere. It was horrible. I know it, brother. Yeah. We had, we had had that a while back, and thankfully I had I had to go get a couple of shots in my rear end to get over mine. I mean, I was getting where my eyes was watering and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, enough of all that. Uh, Scott, like again, thank you for joining us, and I hope you can stay on with us. we got chocolate coming up here shortly. But, uh, Scott, I, I want to play this uh, – uh, Goodyear done a tire test at Iowa Speedway last Wednesday, and uh, I've got some media center audio from Tyler Reddick there at Richard Tiller Station. Let's see what he had to say there in the media center after this Goodyear tire test there at Iowa Speedway. Good um, here at Iowa Speedway. We're now joined by Tyler Reddick, um, driver of the number two Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet Camaro SS. Tyler, talk a little bit about uh, your two-day test here and Goodyear test and kind of what you've learned. Well, uh, Goodyear had a couple ideas on a uh, potential co- tire combination that they were going to roll into the, the races this weekend, or this weekend, goodness, uh, we come back here for our two races. Um, so with the weather uh, possibly messing up our second day today, uh, we just roughed it out and made a, a much longer first day. Got a lot of done, got a lot done, uh, so it all worked out, and we got, you know, the last three hours in today. So we had a few tire combinations we went through the on the first day, um, and I feel like Goodyear has a pretty good idea what they want to go with coming back into this race uh, me and Christopher seemed to really like it and Cole wasn't the, the sure as sure about it but he was he was plenty fast on it so uh, I think they have a pretty good idea what they they're going to bring here they're just trying to have a tire that holds up a little bit better I think to try and throw some uh different race strategy into play than we've seen here in the past Tyler you come into uh 2019 as the reigning NASCAR Xfinity Series champion um and now you've moved over to RCR um talk a little bit about racing for RCR, and especially with it being the 50th anniversary. Yeah, it's an incredible uh, accomplishment by, by Richard and his entire team to be in competition as long as they have from all the way back at when it all started at Talladega. So it's really a crazy opportunity to come on board on their 50th year. It means so much for them. Um, and it's been it's been really cool to start off the year so well on the Xfinity side, um, just, just being very consistent and um, scoring a lot of points, leading 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 and you know regular season points has been has been pretty cool as well so we started the year off on the right foot obviously uh last two weeks well i count this is like a weekend almost uh you know richmond and, and here we didn't have the speed we've had everywhere else we've been but um i know our guys are hungry to find out what exactly we're missing and hopefully we can bridge the gap and be right back where we need to be soon all right on that note we'll uh, open up the floor to questions um just raise your hand and and uh we'll get the mic to you and just say your name and affiliate please Jocelyn Sheets with the Newton Daily News. Talk about uh, what Iowa Speedway means to you, Tyler, and how, what you found out today and yesterday that will help, you think? Well, we found out we uh, we have some work to do uh, compared to Cole and, and Christopher especially. Um, you know, they just were able to be a lot more consistent and fire off faster and end the run faster, almost, almost faster than we could start ours. So that's not very good for us, but um, it gives us something to chase after and work after and there's a track that has always been a lot of fun. You, the driver is always rewarded, it seems like, whenever they search around for more grip. Um, it's a place where it seems like you start on the bottom of the racetrack and you can move your way up to the top or just wherever your car works good. So for a driver, it's a lot of fun to come here because uh, you'll never hear a driver get out of the car and say, well, I couldn't pass that guy. Well, you had the whole racetrack and you're able to race on it. So it's a lot of fun to come here because uh, there's so many options for you to choose going into the corner. 
that being said, it must be nice just to get out here and turn some laps, right? That's always a good thing. Yeah, you know, it, we're we're definitely w a lot better off coming. It's a good thing we came and did this tire test because we would have rolled into this race a good bit off the pace of the guys I feel like we need to be and compete with uh, for the championship this year. And it was good to come in here and see how how far off we really were uh, and to know how much work we have to do. So it makes our guys hungry. You know, we've, like I said, the last, after last week, we didn't, we just didn't have the speed that, you know, some of the other contenders I feel like we're going to be battling with had. Um, you know, and that's concerning. And to see, to come in here, kind of a different racetrack, but similar idea, you know, similar in size and shape. Yeah, to, to see it again, we, we know we got to work on something and, and uh, hopefully, you know, with, with all this data, we are able to acquire uh, test knee tires for good year and uh, we'll have a good sense of direction here uh, in the next coming weeks. A less serious question. How did that Dolly Parton ride come together? Uh, you know, just unique opportunity. Pinnacle uh, Financial Partners is on board with us this year, and we were able to just kind of piece something together. Dolly wanted to get on a race car, uh, you know, give herself and some of her businesses some exposure, and it just, it just worked out really well. Uh, the fans love it, loved it. I loved it. Um, it was it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I I think some people thought I wasn't going to be too excited about running a pink car, uh, but it could have been pink. It, the whole car could have been bright pink. I wouldn't have cared. I thought like it was a great opportunity. Not not every day you get an icon like Dolly Parton uh, to be a part of, you know, a race day or being on the race car. How much do you strive to be a good short track racer, especially at this level? I'm terrible at it, so I need to really figure it out fast. Um, I've never really been good at the short track stuff. This is a pretty fast place, so it kind of some of my tendencies work at times here but it's definitely one of those things i have to keep working on really hard because it seems like the emphasis is to get back to more short track racing so um if i can't figure it out then you know i may not be racing nascar much longer so i need to probably figure out what i'm missing um work with my guys and communicate better what we need to have a faster race car to keep up with these other guys you kind of talked about making the switch over to the new team is this how you envision things going uh, this early into your career there? I was hard to say how it was going to go, but I knew the team was really, really strong at the end of the year. Most, Just about anywhere they would go, they'd have a lot of speed, uh, and they would show it at some point during practice, during the race. Uh, they were just really put well together. Uh, and it started, and you know, that just carried into this year. Some of the things they were working on, they, they were improving on, and it started this year off even better than I think they ended the year. And I was, you know, very fortunate to be in the right spot at the right time, take advantage of it. Um, but it seems like some of the other guys are, are getting better. I know some of the shorter tracks, we got to work on some more stuff, like I said a little earlier. Um, but, you know, to, to string together five straight top fives uh, is, is a great start to the year. I feel like the other two races where we didn't have those, you know, Daytona, we could have been right there. You know, one one less attempt at a pass to try and get back to the front. We could have probably finished fifth. Uh, you know, in Vegas, if we would have just, uh, you know, held on to it, I, I think we could have had another two. So we've been right there every race. Uh, even when we haven't had the greatest of speeds, we've still managed to get pretty good finishes. I'm just going to keep going if nobody else uh, steals the mic. Uh, I want your thoughts on e-racing, like the NASCAR Heat Series. Uh, is that a viable way to get into this sport? Uh, I don't know if it's a viable way to get into the sport, um, but it's it's a great opportunity for, for younger people or fans of the sport to race for, you know, like a team like Junior Motorsports or Richard Childress Racing. Um, it's really cool that, you know, the NASCAR teams on the Xfinity and Cup side, uh, you know, are giving opportunities to fans and people that love racing in a in an E-League to, you know, race as, you know, race for that team. So I think it's really cool. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of differences between a joystick and a race car, um, but the fundamentals and how you, you make speed are, you know, I would say somewhat the same, but 
feel versus sight is is the biggest thing, and that's you know I've never really been good in, on a simulator. It seems like unless it's a full motion simulator, um, but you know there's some there's some similarities, but um, hopping in a race car and driving it's a lot different than definitely um, simulation. It's kind of crazy to think that people actually do, and this is something that people do now. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome though. Uh, you know, it's really cool. Even like some of the i racing stuff, like the the dirt racing. At like I was watching some sprint car races at Eldora, uh, a heat race or something. And it, I mean, the way they were racing, the way the track was working, it, it, it seemed so lifelike. It was really crazy. So it's it's pretty crazy how far all that stuff's coming. If uh, they keep it up, their racing might get better than ours, and we might all be out of jobs. Last thing I have for you, Dash for Cash this weekend. Uh, thoughts on that? Um, obviously, uh, Talladega is such a wild card. Uh, you know, You just don't know. Like, the three of the four drivers could get in a wreck, and you just limp your way across the finish line. You could win the dash for cash, um, and it, it, it's real hard. That's going to be a tough race to get qualified for Dover because it's just so so much uncertainty. So many things change so fast. I almost feel like if you just qualify for the dash for cash for Dover, you probably have a really good shot at winning it, just depending on how the finish could go. So, the dash for cash throws another another you know wrench in the whole plans of how you go that about that race. Obviously, I want to win that hundred thousand dollars. Obviously, obviously want to qualify for Dover too. So. Uh, it's one more thing we're going to be thinking about. Obviously, I know that us Dash for Cash drivers will most likely be racing each other harder at the plate tracks because of that, um, you know, at the end of the race. But I think we'll probably be trying to be a little bit smarter trying to get to the end of the race first just because, I mean, it, it might be the only driver running at the end of the race might win the Dash for Cash uh, at Talladega. Hi, I'm Doug Bailey from uh, local radio in Des Moines. First of all, welcome to the Iowa Speedway. Happy to see you test today. Um, Four starts of the Speedway here. You've got one top five finish. What would you need to do different this year that you didn't do, say, last year to get in the victory lane and, p and take that checkered flag? Yeah, I've actually, of my, I think of my four starts here, I've had really bad luck. Two of them, we've had, I've had a fire, and then I've had a tire just completely come apart, rip our radios out, everything. So, uh, you know, one of the finishes was kind of an oddball. You know, we, we got lucky. Uh, with when it, when the when the caution fell, we caught a lot of cars lap down, and we were able to springboard our way forward into the top five and fin have a good finish there. But uh, you know, our second race here, I can't remember how exactly played out, but we we just didn't have speed. But um, you know, it seems like the same struggle I've had here from w with every other team has just been finding a, a good comparable race balance to start the race um, and the run, and you know, have the car fall off the way I needed to over the course of a run and. Hopefully some of the stuff we did here today helps get us to where we need to be, but it's definitely a place that, you know, I, I coming into it I look a lot a lot a lot uh, I look really forward to, but it's a place that historically I've struggled to run good at. One more question for you. What is your favorite thing about the Iowa Speedway? Probably the racing surface itself. It's old, it's wore out. Um you can move around from the bottom of the racetrack all the way to the top. I was trying to get the very top worked in, um but it, it it's hard when it's this cold. Um, but you can just, you have so many options. You can move around so much. I feel like right now, the way the track is, you know, everyone's pretty much going to be fighting for the top, uh, but the option to the go to the bottom will be there. But uh, you can just kind of move around a little bit. Right now, you can't with how cold it was and not enough cars on the track. But I feel like you get in a race scenario, when you get a little bit wider, you'll be able to pretty much move wherever you want to if the pace slows down. And, you know, it, it just creates good racing. A lot of, lot of difference in speeds and people running the bottom as, as you would have people running the top. Thank you. Tyler, we really appreciate your time today. Um, good luck the rest of the way, and we'll see you in June.
Scott, that was Tyler Reddick out there at Iowa Speedway with the Goodyear tire test. Cole Custer also went out there and and, and tested the Goodyear tires there at, at Iowa Speedway. Uh, Scott, you mentioned to me earlier you're going to make your trip from Gaffney, South Carolina, down to here to my home track, Talladega Super Speedway. Can you talk a little bit about how today has went at JD Motorsports? Was today a, hot, a, a loading up day and then... This let some of our listeners know exactly how everything goes when y'all load up and leave. And what you know, Talladega is not far from Gaffney, but uh, just let us know how long it's going to take when you're going to get here, brother. Well, today, nothing went the way I wanted it to. I'm not, not for like a trying, but the plan, and I plan to have the bottoms of all three of our haulers loaded, and none of them have a thing on them right now. But uh, <laughs> I had to do this morning to Rock Hill, and we have a, there's, there's a, beer distributor called uh, Comer Distributing who uh, supplies us water, uh, Arizona tea, and uh, Ripid Energy drinks. So I went down there, picked up a couple pallets of uh, some liquids, and so we wouldn't be thirsting to death and ended up coming back to the shop. We had a truck in the shop. I had to get down to Welford, South Carolina. It's about an hour away from my shop. and get pick it up. By the time all that's done, the day's done. And I got nothing done. <laughs> but the plan is tomorrow we're going to go in, get there by 7, uh plan is to have the trucks loaded by noon and uh everybody go home. we I need to get the make sure we have some, some clean lug nuts and check all the nitrogen bottles on the pit boxes, make sure those are all adequate because uh some of our tire changers can be divas. They want two thousand pounds in every bottle and you can't always do that with a smaller budget of the team. I try to suck as much nitrogen out of the bottles as I can and uh save us a little bit of money. And uh, but we'll get the bottoms loaded tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow, hopefully by nine, get the cars on there. I mean, if we get in there and 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 knock it all out, we should, I mean, realistically could be done by ten. Everybody go home. You know, I'll go home, take a shower, pack my bag, and probably try to get back out there about five o'clock. I can deal with Spartanburg traffic. Is the Atlanta traffic? I, I just can't stand on two eighty five. So if I can get there about eight o'clock. Uh, hit the loop and come around hit 20. Then from there, I'm about an hour and a half away. And I always got to stop at the exit five loves and give me some taco. I think it's a loves or a pilot. Get some Taco Bell on the way into the track. Pick up some chocolate milk and some donuts for breakfast. And uh, we'll get to the track. Get to go through this new tunnel. Security will lead us into the track where we, uh, we'll park on the infield for the night. And then... About 8.30, we'll have a roll call on the CB, make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and lined up where they're supposed to be. And at 9 o'clock, we'll be rolling in and uh, get them parked. Hopefully, everybody parked at a decent amount of time. Some of these tracks it's been just taking us an hour to park all the trucks. It's been insane. And then we'll open the doors and unload everything, cars, boxes. And hopefully, they have the garage and everything set up for the guys when they come in at noon. Got that sounds Great. And from one gas can man to another, let's bring in Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90's Mr. Chocolate Myers into the pit stop with Tim Spain and Scott Rivas from JD Motorsports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
Chuck, how you doing this evening, brother? I'm doing good, man. How about y'all? Doing great, man. Chuck, it's race week in Talladega, finally, again. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say that, uh, man, Talladega is a special place. Uh, we spent a, uh, the last two days talking about it. Uh, the new rules package, I think it's going to bring you plenty of excitement and drama. If we needed more, uh, I don't know if we did or not. But, look, th- th- this place um, has more last lap passes than, than, than any place we raced at, if I'm not mistaken. It is fantastic. You never know who's going to win until this thing is over with. I don't remember anybody running away with it in a long time. So, man, when we talk about Talladega, we talk about the things that I love, and that's excitement and drama. Exactly, Chuck. And, you know, the Earnhardt name and the Chocolate Myers name and Richard Childress Raisman is synonymous here at Talladega Series Speedway. You've had a lot of great memories, a lot of stuff with Dale Sr. winning here. Can you pick out one that is your most favorite most exciting time uh, that you had at the 2.66 mile monster here? Yeah, well, I, I, I got to tell you, uh, the first time uh, that I got to be in Victory Lane with Dale Earnhardt was Talladega, 1984. And then the uh, last time uh, was that no bull race. Uh, that that has got to be one of the most exciting races ever. Look, we, we were uh, we were pretty cool, right? And, and, and what I'm saying is when we would stand on the desk and and Dale was leading. We didn't get too excited, you know. We didn't. We didn't want to turn the hats to victory line before the race was over with. Uh, but that day there in Talladega, when when Dale came from so far behind uh, and won that race, uh, I, I never remember another race where we were up on the wall cheering and, and just uh, acting like such a crazy people uh, that race because. Once again, that, that's what Talladega is about. It's about that excitement and drama. And and to what? You know, you, you're sitting there and you're going, dude, we're going to be 20th, man. And then you go, well, I don't know, maybe we'll get a top 15 out of this. You mess around that a little bit and you go, well, dang, are we going to get a top 10? And the next thing you know, you're, you're inside top five and you're, you're, you're going for a win. And I'm just saying that that, that one right there was, was one of the most um, – most enjoyable times of my recent And Chalk Talladega Super Speedway, they're going through their 50th year, their transformation here. We've got the new oversized tunnel put in. Everything's ready to go. It's right outside of Gate 9 where y'all used to bring the haulers across. Uh, how much of a, of a access would that have been to y'all back in the day? That's your favorite saying. Like I got Scott Reeves, yeah. haul driver on that. To get in and out of that racetrack with that hauler, I mean, it just like Grant Lynch said in a media center deal I went to a couple of weeks ago. He said it's years, but we finally got the oversized tunnel. Chuck. Well, I, I, look, I, I'll say this: I didn't really care when we went into the racetrack. We went into state. Uh, we didn't need to go in and out. We didn't need to leave early. Uh, we just need. And, and, but, but I applaud them for what they're doing. Right? If this is going to be better for everybody. I, I'm, I'm, it, it's fantastic that they've done it. Uh, but 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 I never remember a time when I needed to get out of there, and I had to wait till the race was over with. The only thing we ever had to wait on was Victory Lane to be over with before we could leave. And by the time we got ready to leave, we could drive across that track fairly easy. So I, I know that this is going to be a big asset for the racetrack and and for the race fans. Uh, but but for me, for the racer, maybe a little bit more convenient getting in and out. But you know, we we 
came there to race, man. We came there to stay for the duration. That's right. Yeah. And me and Suzanne, as a uh, as a hard car holder too, we come out to stay. But I think it's gonna help me get out and get back to Tobago a little bit quicker. But Chocolate, I know your time is limited, but I want to throw you over to Scott Ravis. He's hauled driver JD Motorsports, and I'll let Scott throw me back over, and then I'll uh, ask a couple questions, and we'll let you jump out of here, Chop. All right. How you doing, my friend? Good. Uh, you're talking about the race on the 17th, the first time I was three stalls down from you guys that race. And I, I remember, you know, thinking, you know, these guys are excited. Those are, those are, I remember that race like it was yesterday, and I think we finished like 27th. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just an honor to talk to you because, quite honestly, you got to be the most famous Pickering member of all time. Uh, well, everybody does. It's, it's easy to do stuff like that when you're around the right people. And look, I've been blessed, man. I've been fortunate all my life. You know, my dad was one of the early pioneers, and then uh, I go back with Richard Childers for 50 years. Uh, his 50th anniversary this year. Uh, I went to Daytona with Richard Childress in 1969. So, so for the for the 50 years I've been around most of it. You know, I stepped away for a while and then came back. But I, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I walked in the door at the right time. I, I was I was for maybe three or four weeks, and we won our first race in Martinsville. With, with well, second race for Childress, but for me, uh, the first race 1983 at, at Martinsville was Ricky Rudd. And then the, one year later, uh, two races with Dale Talladega in Atlanta. So uh, I, I've been I've been blessed, my friend. It's, it's, <clears throat> yeah, you most certainly have. Like I said, I was kind of playing with you now. I was listening to you on Sirius Radio this morning when I was going to pick up a chance at, at the R&D Center. And uh, it's kind of funny. Tim called me up and said you were going to be on. Um, just want to let you know I love the show. Let's do it as much as I can. And, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing, and we appreciate what you're doing. Well, look, man, I, I had a really good time. I got to tell you, good guys, a little secret here. I, I walked out in my driveway. I'm sitting here uh, and talk to you. My dogs were barking inside. Uh, I've got uh, my my dad's old '37 Ford race car sitting here. Uh, I will not be at Talladega this weekend because uh, it fell on the weekend that we have our cruise in at Richard Childress Racing. So Saturday we'll be there uh, with the cruise in. Uh, but I'll be watching plenty of racing uh, Saturday afternoon and also Sunday uh, at Talladega. And, by the way, Bowman Gray Stadium uh, was supposed to open last week. Uh, they opened Saturday night. They got rained out last week, so they'll be back Saturday night. So we're planning on getting plenty of uh, racing in this weekend. Absolutely. All right, Tim, how are you, brother? Thanks, Scott. And Chocolate again, thanks for calling in. I know, like I said, I know you're – your time is very limited, uh, but I want to ask: How is Karen doing? I know she had a Sunday bender the other day. Is she doing okay? She's doing fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, it wouldn't have been too bad if she hadn't already had the uh, uh, the back issue, but she got hit in the back, and uh, yeah, she's she's going to be fine for about a think. You know, we uh, we're spending some time at the doctor and, and, and getting her all healed up the best we can. So we're just waiting to what the doctors say. But uh, right now, uh, I just like I said, I just. <laughs> I just walked outside. She's in the house doing something, and, and I walked out here where it was a little plant and, uh, so I could give you guys a call and, and check in with you. By the way, uh, my apologies. I think I was a little bit late calling uh, because I didn't know who was calling who uh, until I read my message. And then I said, hey, I'm supposed to call them. So I'm, I'm, uh, I apologize to you. 
You ain't got to apologize to us, Chocolate. That's Suzanne, my, my darling wife. She stays on top of everything. But, Chocolate, let me ask you a couple of questions if you have time. Coming into Todd yep. this weekend, we're going to run the new tapered spacer. We didn't run it at Daytona. We run the old plate. We got that new tapered spacer. We got that taller spoiler. How do you do? You think? I mean, I don't know how you can make racing any better here at Todd. But what do you think we're going to be looking at Sunday afternoon for the Gecko Five Hundred? Well, I, I wish I could answer that question. And look, I, I, here's what I, I said today. Oh, seriously, they did not do this uh, to make it worse, right? Uh, they they know how much excitement and drama we get when we go to Talladega. They did this to make it better. Now, look, the, the, the one thing that I've heard, and once again, I don't drive these cars, so I, I, I can't tell you what that's like, uh, but the tapered spacer is supposed to give these guys a little more throttle response, right? And, and, and the, way I, uh, the way I described it this morning, and, and, and it, to, to let everybody kind of know what we're talking about, if, if you opened up a Coca-Cola, and, and you tried to pour it in a little hole, uh, it, it's going to be kind of hard to do that. That's, that's kind of like pouring air in that hole, right? It, if you have a funnel to do that with, it's going to make it a whole lot easier and a whole lot smoother going into that hole. And that's kind of what this tapered spacer is doing. It, 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 follows that in, it, 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 it makes it go in a lot smoother. Therefore, we should have better throttle response. And, Chuck, my final question. Uh, you know, last year we were talking about the big three, and this year uh, it's been all Penske and all Joe Gibbs racing. When yeah. do we see the Hendrick Bunch or anybody else jump out and make a statement to to unthrone, I guess, what you would say, yeah. the way that, that that bunch is running this year? Well, I think before the Hendrick guys get there, I think Stuart Hoss is going to be there. I think that's the third team right now. Uh uh, I don't know uh, about Hendrick right now. And, and look, I, I'm a Chevy guy, uh, but I'm also a racer. I'm also a guy that understands the way this sport works. I, I think they've got a long way to go. Uh, I know that they were fast in Daytona for qualifying. They were not fast in Daytona for racing. I, I know that we've had a couple of races this year where we talked about Jimmy Johnson and how good he was running. I've not seen that yet. I, I, I've seen Jimmy Johnson take some chances, and those chances have paid off. Uh, but but here's here's what I'm looking for. Here's the way that I kind of look at this sport. I got to see somebody go up there and pass somebody. I, I, I don't. You getting picking up eight spots on pit road or staying out or taking two tires when everybody else took four. That's not showing me that you're that much better. So I've not seen these guys be able to go up there and challenge for the lead, pass a Kyle Busch or, or pass a Joey Logano. So I think they got a ways to go yet. And and Chuck, from a from a former uh, gas can man there at, at RCR with with Dale Earnhardt Senior, and now we've uh, we've we've NASCAR's done away with the catch can man. Uh, they've done away with some other crew members over the wall. They got really strict with these with these cameras that you're that they're watching. You know when the yeah. car comes in, two stalls down, and all that. And they started out. With these new rules, they was in 13 seconds and everything out. Now they're back down to 12 points something, Chuck. Yeah. And there's a lot of football players from there at your hometown, Wake Forest. There's a lot of athletes. Do you contribute to athletic, the athletes that are these former football players to making these pit stops that much faster? 
Absolutely. And, and let me tell you why. Uh, it, it's not the fact that they're athletes. It's the fact that all they do is practice pit stops. For, for, for me, for the guys back in the day, uh, the only time we got to practice pit stops were at the racetrack. Uh, by the way, we went to the racetrack. We walked in there when the gates opened. We worked all morning long. Uh, we didn't have a very good breakfast. We didn't have a very good lunch. And then we were exhausted when the race started. Then we went out there to pit that car. Uh, and, and now these guys are taken care of. They work their tail off during the week. Uh, they practice, practice, practice pit stops. This is all they do. Uh, they get to the racetrack. Uh, they've got great nourishment. They take care of them. Uh, you know, everything is, is, is done by kind of by the book. Therefore, it lets these guys be able to go out there and perform. You know, look, it, it, and I've said this for a long time. It didn't really matter when we were doing what we were doing because everybody was kind of doing that. The day that one race team started training pit stop guys, then everybody had to start training pit stop guys uh, because they are just better because this is all they do. They don't worry about working on the car. They don't put in a gear. They don't do the brakes. They don't do anything but pit stop, pit stop, pit stop. And it shows on Sunday when these guys go out there and bust off 12-second pit stop. You're damn right, Chuck. Scott, do you have any last things for Chuck before we let him jump out of here? I'm not just – I'm one of those guys who works on stuff all day long and still has to pit the car, so I feel you paid on that one. Uh, what I don't feel is I've never had to use the plunger fuel cans. I don't – have you had a chance have you used one of the new heads? Nope, never had to, don't want to. And uh, <laughs> But, but, look, I, but look, I I'm a guy that uh, – I hear people all the day talking about they'd like for it to be the way that it used to be. Not me. Uh, I love the science and technology. I love the advancements in the sport. Uh, we got better race cars today than we've ever had. Racing today is better than it's ever been, in my opinion. I love what they're doing. And, and by the way, you mentioned something a few minutes ago. You mentioned all those cameras and everything out there. I think it's great that these guys operate on a level playing field. They don't have to worry about another guy jumping the wall too soon. And, and nobody being able to see them. So I think what we got right now is really good for the sport, and I think it's really good for everybody involved in the sport. Chocolate, I want to thank you again for coming on. And we always let our drivers that come on thank their sponsors or whoever that they want to. But, Chocolate, if you want to thank anybody, uh, which I know, you know, you're there, Johnny, on the spot at the Richard Tudor's Racing Museum right there but just let everybody know where they can follow you on social media and thank anybody that you want to thank that has helped you get to where you are chuck yeah brother the only person i need to thank is is the one that's sitting in the house waiting on me to get off the radio that's karen uh but uh <laughs> but you can follow me along at, at chocolate 3 on twitter uh i don't do very much on facebook uh i'll throw some stuff out on twitter every once in a while uh, but i'm also at the richard children's racing museum and we're having our big cruise in up there this week. If you're in the area and not at Talladega, 9 until 2 on Saturday, come by. Don't cost you a thing. Come by. We'll have some fun. Chuck, thank you very much for everything that you have that you have done for the sport and everything that you continue, continue to do for the sport. Don't be a stranger. We'll have to get you back on later, brother. All right, brother. You guys take care. Bye. All right. See you, Chuck. Chuck Myers there, Scott. Uh, going back to the old days and like what you were talking about, you blew my mind when you talked about Can you sort of let our listeners know what you're talking about, that gas can, without 
Well, the gas can is the Whatever. Yeah, I got you, Scott. Can you hear me? Okay. I wasn't really sure if my mute got hit on my headset. No, the cans they used back in the day, it is, it's a totally different can. Because obviously you had the catch can to catch the fuel coming out the rear. And that used to be my job years ago. And But it was a plunger-type gas can, so when you hit it, you push it in. I mean, your your margin for air was a lot less than what it is now. Because now we got the heads on there that are five, six inches in diameter. And when you hit it, I mean, there's only one place you can put it. You hit it, you push it in, you know, and it goes and you know you're full without having the catch can, man. You'll see the the air start escaping in the hose that goes from the the, the handle of the can to the head of the can. Uh, uh, he talked tonight. The gas head. And so you'll know you're full. You just leave it in there because you want every drop of gas you can get in it while they're changing tires unless you start, you know, sometimes seals will get a little squirrely and you'll start spewing fuel everywhere and you're just waiting on a lug to get you on fire. And that's happened a couple times this year. But, uh, yeah, they, the way they did it, I mean, I think skill-wise for a gas man was much harder for those guys than what it is for us now. Oh, definitely. That's right. Scott, I'm going to go ahead and read off the weekend schedule here at Tyler Super Speedway. This is compliments of MRM Motor Racing Network, Boston of NASCAR. All times Eastern, local time, one hour behind. Friday, April 26th. The Arca Bernard Series final practice is 9.30 a.m. to 10.55 p.m. There's no radio. There's no TV. Then the Xfinity Series first practice, which is what you're going to be involved in, 12.35 p.m. to 1.25 p.m. MRN has your radio. NASCAR.com has the coverage. Monster Energy Cup Series first practice, 1.35 p.m. to 2.35 p.m. MRN has your radio. NASCAR.com. Xfinity Series Final Practice, 2.35 p.m. to 3.25 p.m. MRN has your radio and NASCAR.com. And the Arkham Menard Series qualifying is at 3.35 p.m. There's no radio, no covers there. But you can follow them on the ArkhamMenardSeries.com. And the Monster Energy Cup Series Final Practice is 4.35 p.m. to 5.25 p.m. This is on Friday. MRN has your radio. Fox Sports 1 has your TV. Then after that, Arc Bernard Series General Tire 200 will be at 6 p.m. here at Tyler Super Speedway on FS1. And then Saturday, April 27th, your Xfinity Series qualifying that you would want to know about there, Scott, is at 10, 10 a.m. is going to be on Fox Sports 1. And then the radio pre-race is 12.30 p.m. on MRN. TV pre-race is 12.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then the Xfinity Series Monster Line 300 from Tyler Super Speedway will be at 1 p.m. on MRN and FS1.com. Then after that, this is what you bring up a lot. The Monster Energy Cup Series qualifying is going to be at 4.40 p.m. MRN has your radio. Fox has your TV. And then Sunday, the big deal here, this 2.66-mile monster I call Tyler Super Speedway Radio pre-race is at 1 p.m. on MRN, and your Monster Energy Cup Series Geico 500 at 2 p.m. is going to be on MRN and Fox. It'll be on your regular show. And the local MRN at the track station is WCDRSM 92.7. Scott, is there anything you need to get out before we jump out of here? you got the floor, my brother. I don't know. What do you think about this new schedule for next year? 
I like it. I like it that they moved. Uh, I know Stephen and I were talking about, you know, we talked to you and your bunch in Atlanta after Daytona. And, you know, it's always cold and rainy. And I like the deal that they moved the West Coast Wing after Daytona out there and then bringing the Cup Series back to Atlanta about three weeks later, two weeks later. I think that's going to help Atlanta Motor Speedway, don't you think so, Scott? I think so, because, I mean, every year I've been in Atlanta, it's either for our race or the Cup race, and for the truck race, for that matter. I mean, you can see the golf ball on the infield, not anybody in the stands. And, uh, I mean, it, you, you really want to go to a race when it's 35, 45 degrees outside. I mean, it's not a pleasant experience for anybody that wants to watch a race live. It's not pleasant for the guys working there. We're bubbled up in jackets, and I know the guys in the car has got to be freezing. I know. And, y'all, you know, like you said, y'all are bubbled up in jackets, and Suzanne and I and Stephen, we're in the media center where it's, uh, where it's nice and cozy. But, yeah. And there, Scott... I'm glad you brought that up. At Atlanta Motor Speedway, uh, there's a lot of dedicated fans that would sit through that cold rain up there in them stands, and I'm like, my God, why don't you go back to the car? But they wouldn't. They would sit there, Scott, and wait. Yes. I mean, we got the fans that do show up. I mean, for a lot of them, if you think about it, what are they going to do? I mean, they, they, we don't want to postpone the races. We don't want to be there a day later. They don't want to postpone the races. You know their travel players may not afford them to stay for the for the postponed race. Um, now, as far as sitting in the rain, I'd probably go to the concourse. But you know the guys that do that are, are your hardcore fans. These are the guys that we need to reach back to. Um, you know, I think the business model where they wanted to to nationalize our sport. I mean, we're a regional sport. I don't care. You know, we race in California, Vegas, Phoenix. We're still a southern a southern sport, and we always will be. And I think instead of trying to to bring in people who, who are going to be fans when it's convenient to be a fan, we need to go back to our hardcore fans and cater to these guys because I can tell you now with the ratings and stuff going on, you know, with the Fox and NBC and the contract coming up in a couple of years, they're not, unless something changes, they're not going to have that money that they got because that was a lucrative TV deal. And yeah, if something exactly doesn't right. change, they're going to lose a lot of money on that gig. I don't You're know exactly fact, right. But it, it's just logically, it makes sense to me. You know, and I was hoping to see more out of the schedule. I don't know how this Pocono thing is going to work out. I'm really curious to see how that schedule even looks for the whole weekend when you're going to have all four series there. Um, Xfinity's going back to Martinsville. That's cool. I'm curious to see how the bunch of these guys who have never driven Martinsville drive at Martinsville. That's something, you know. And one of our cars they've never even dealt with before. Um, I was disappointed that Nashville didn't come into play or Rockingham because they just dumped a ton of money into Rockingham and Nashville. But I, from what I understand, the guy that was running the track at Nashville was reneged on a lot of deals with the city. So that kind of went bust. And I'm still looking for the trucks to race in October in Charlotte. I'm going to keep preaching it and preaching it and preaching it. That if they don't want to put them on the big track, put them on the dirt track. Amen, brother. Scott, I want to thank you for filling in for Steve on Wilson tonight. And, uh, Scott, I want to thank uh, Chuck Myers from Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90 and Richard Childers Racing for joining us tonight and talking a little bit about pitting the car and a little bit about Tyler Bigger. 
And Scott, let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media and your website and for, and who you're going to be pitting this weekend here at my home track, Talladega Super Speedway. I just looked me up on Facebook, Scott Revis. You know, I think right now I've got a picture of me and my grandson up there. Um, Facebook, I'm on Facebook, Twitter is S Revis517. Um, Snapchat, Scott Revis. Um, I haven't been able to do my live videos here lately because my truck broke down on the way to Texas. I still haven't got it back yet. We've actually been in the Neck of the Woods for the past three weeks in Talladega. And I finally get it back this week. So hopefully I can get that changed out before we load in and start doing my live videos again going into the racetrack. But, uh, so, you know, a lot of sponsors, Flex Seal, Contact, Fame, Sundrop, Comer Distributors, all those guys that help us keep us hydrated, uh, Hoist, Energy Drink. They're doing the world they can with us. I'll be pitting the, let's see, look, I remember who I pitted Garrett last week. I'll be pitting BJ McLeod, the 15 car this weekend. Scott, that sounds great. Safe travels coming down to Talladega Super Speedway. And like I said, you let me know, uh, which I'll go ahead and throw it out there on the air. Let me know uh, if you're free <laughs> Friday evening. We're going to go over to the Art Restaurant. We're going to eat some catfish, brother. That works for me. All right, brother. Again, thanks to uh, Scott Revis. Thanks to Chocolate Myers from RCR Racing and Sirius XM National Radio Show. We're going to say good night from Talladega, Alabama. I'm Tim Despain, and he is Scott Rivers from JD Motorsports. See y'all this weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. Oh, yeah.